Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two. Today's Wednesday, so we'll have teammates. Austin's going to handle that business. Emily Hack and the mentors from Teammates Mentoring will come in from 6 to 7. And then I believe we're doing Big Red Birdies tonight. That's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night. That is tomorrow night. So hmm, we got a good night going in. We're going to go through Thursday. We've got some new news coming next week. I'm looking forward to it. We'll get to share some good news with you folks about everything in play. 402-464-5685. Start a Heyman text line, Honda League and Hotline. If you want to be a part of the conversation, please do feel free. Thank you all. I'm going to shout out some folks now who have been active. Uh, Downtown Scott, Wet Blanket, uh, Believer, Derek, uh, Nyla, uh, Jimmy. We appreciate Jeremy as well. Uh, We appreciate the Kevin, which, you know, the Kevin and the Kevin are going to have to work because the Kevin is coming in tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday. He brings booze, so he wins. Like, he wins. That's how that works. <laughs> you can follow us on the Start Amen Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. And if you are, uh, send us a little note saying we got eyes on. We appreciate we're hanging out with you. Jay Foreman, Husker Hall of Famer, if you would please. Sir, let them know about our lead sponsor, the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese special ingredients and one of the, if not if not the best, one of the best butcher shops, at least in Lincoln, uh, 84th and Havelock. Great restaurant, great vibe, as they like to say, these kids like to say. It's a vibe. Uh, it's but a the vibe. butcher shop is, is uh, I will say, if you're a grill master or just like a good cut of meat, uh, that's, a good, that's, a, that's heaven. Also, on a weekend. Yeah, it, well, yeah, because we were doing Fridays, and it led for the whole weekend. I had brats. That's what I had for dinner Sunday. And I had jealousy. Yeah, I'm Caring sorry. about it. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll take care of that tomorrow. Uh, Austin, when, 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 the, when the kids, when the young kids say it's a vibe, what comes to mind? What thing is a vibe for you? Is Duke Ooh. basketball your vibe? Not this year. Okay. That's, that's pain. Okay. Is it brutal? How bad are they? What's their record? Uh, they'll they'll be a six seven seed. So, Nebraska basketball fans, I just want to point out the privilege that is being a Duke basketball fan. That he's suffering, he's in pain. Yeah, they garbage this year, right? He's yeah. in pain. They're going to be a six seed. Jay, are they even going to go to the tournament if it's a six seed? Don't they turn down six seeds and say, "Listen, we we have other things to do." There's a little more hesitancy <laughs> to book that Sweet Sixteen hotel. Right? I come on, come come on. What's a vibe to you? What when, what's a vibe? See, I'm an old soul. I don't know if I'm one of the youths that says it's a vibe. So I don't okay. know if I fully understand the concept okay. of it's a. Vibe. Well, the Mercado. Jay was right. The Mercado is a vibe. It is. It's a. It, it's but, a vibe. But it's also where you. It's. You can. It's any vibe you want, though. Like we can go just like this. Mm-hmm. You can be dressed all up or whatever, or you could be. You know, when we were there last week, you had guys 
looked like they had special occasions with you know mm-hmm. their significant. Yeah, they were other. going up to uh, uh, the to the to the full restaurant. Yeah, but we like the de- I like Casa Bovina. I like the devil in the in the butcher shop, man. That's what I like to get. Down. Plus, the young brother plus, was in there doing work. It's, it's Sunday supposed to be over fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of your be, three girls it, getting fired up. It, it, all three of them. I'm just thinking. That, yeah. It, yeah, it might be just a full day. What days? The fourth is 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 Saturday, right? Correct. Okay, so I was asked to MC the 2023 Lincoln Heart Ball, the American Heart Association folks here in Lincoln. And it'll be myself and the lovely Ava Thomas uh, from from Omaha World Herald, Lincoln Journal Star, the, the Lee, Lee Group. Um, and it's their big event. And then Friday is Rare, Wear Red Day, National Wear Red Day for women. Um, I had some buttons you, you can purchase if you go uh, to their website. Uh, just lapel buttons that are red that you wear just to let, let women know, uh, you know, we're supporting you and going over. Uh, Jay, they haven't seen the boots. I'm going to, with gonna my tux, with my tux, I'm wearing the there boots. I'm going to go red. So, you there know, yeah, we, we're, we're going to break it out. All right. So, Jay, zero to seven. And the text line says, Jay, most of those on a scale of zero to seven, most of the people – on the offensive side of the, of the ball, got failing grades from you. Well, they were garbage last year. <laughs> I love them, though. They yeah. all my boys. I love them. Yeah, <laughs> but you, hey. They just trash. Yeah, man, you got to do better than that, player. But they all, but they're all, uh, um, but they're all, but they're all like. That's at, spectacular. They're all, they're all asterisks because, like, well, first of all, when you look at the tight end room in the off- in the in the in the offensive line. They're, it's all injuries. Like, okay, Fedoni, right? Yeah. It's not that he's not or couldn't be a good player. He just hasn't been able to play because of injuries. Same with Teddy Prohaska, which is a huge part of the offensive line. Just You could just say Nori was obviously out for the season. So that's two of the five guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then – Williams got hurt pretty quickly. Williams got hurt pretty quickly. Turner had some issues. Uh-huh. And so it's it's not that they're getting failing grades. It's just where they're at right now. That's why the, the production. Is, this is a production grade. This is, just a, this is starting point because of the asterisks. Is, mm-hmm. The asterisk for me on my grading thing is that they could go up very quickly. Okay. And I, and I said this, and I said it last year, and I'll keep saying it. I felt like the offensive line at, at played better than they got the credit for. Now, they had some bad moments for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But I also think – this is just my opinion coming from a defensive standpoint. And I might be wrong because I wasn't on the coach staff. I wasn't in the meetings. But I know from a defensive standpoint mm-hmm. that when you hang your when, – when you go fi- – when, when you release five receivers and you have five offensive line linemen and you're going against some of the defensive line and the pressures that they were facing, they're, they're going to struggle. And, and teams in the Big Ten threw some stuff at that offensive line last year knowing they were in trouble. Well, they were easy. Well, when we went – I can tell you this, and then we'll get to the defense side. When we started going unbalanced, like, a lot, there's only so many things you can do out of it. Then, so what happens is unbalanced is great when you do it once or twice, you know, because the Eagles did it against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Two plays. Yep. Two. Yep. Running plays, and they mauled <laughs> they mauled Bosa, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you start to do it, so what happens is, is if we go on balance right or left, you're taking your starting tackle and putting him in a position that he normally doesn't play. So if it's not a running play or something that's kind of easy, now you're now you're even. So just say, for instance, 
you start to catch a rhythm at left tackle or at left guard. Then you have to go and pass block against, say, Illinois front or Wisconsin front or even Iowa's front three times with no help, with no with no check release, right? It's not – it doesn't sit – but then that's how Casey got hurt, which I think wasn't actually on the offensive line. They got blamed for it. Both of the guys that were in there on uh, check release protection didn't hit didn't, – didn't check release. They released. If they got in there, I think that they would at least would have been able to alleviate the pressure that Casey got up in his face and as far as, like, the, the hit on him. So, I mean, it's – these guys would definitely go up, and I think, uh, you know, the young guys that are coming in are all freshmen – Ideally, you'd like to see one of them kind of, you know, be able to kind of maybe, you know, be a legitimate, you know, in the in the mix, not a starter. But I think, like, when you think about the offense line, especially the tight end room, it's all predicated on health. Um, so, you know, when you're three, when you're three for me, an asterisk that you're pretty much a, you know, four, four and a half going to five. The wide receiver room is a little lower because the only person they have is like Marcus Washington that has any significant. Now they got a ton of numbers. So you'll it'll that'll go up quickly because I think you know it's like Matt Rule says you're gonna give everybody a chance go through spring see how we do things and it's up to whether you make it or not and, and we'll have you re regrade them and recalibrate them after spring game well if if these it, well if these grades were all fives Matt Rule wouldn't be here true it wouldn't statement of fact I mean that's honestly got truth now look our starting quarterback got injured. We essentially had two of the five guys that got injured last year, right? Along with Turner got injured, and then obviously Williams got injured. So your your two most important positions on the on the offense were injured. Even throw Volklick in there. Had a great first game and then he was injured, right? So injuries really hurt him. So now we're going to defense. So if I'm gonna grade the I'll do the safeties and the cornerbacks together. Okay. You know? Um on a one to seven, I'll say they uh I would say there are four trending upward, and they might be a little bit higher. I really liked what the corners did, you know, at times last year uh, with Newsom and Hartzog. I really, I really like. I think they competed. I'd like them to get a, have a third corner. So that's where all the transfer portals, every you know, the guys that hadn't played yet, I think they come in. Um, the safety play, I think, could be a little bit better. Okay. Buford got hurt. I'd like to see Buford. You know, maybe he can play corner or whatever. Now it's up to you know the defensive back coach, but I think they have enough depth at safety. That they'll be good, so I think there are four trending upward, um, and then I guess you just do defensive line. Um, you just need depth, so I'd say they're probably they're kind of like the wide receivers, right? Um, or the tight ends, where you really only have two guys that you really know about, which essentially is Nash and well, well three win Nash and and Ty. Um, you know, Buckley hasn't played much. Now you think you you you're going to hope that Judy hits right. And you're gonna hope a couple other guys, you know, start to provide some depth. But when you're having three downline positions, if you're, if they're three bigger guys, you ideally at least want to have six six guys that you can rotate. So what's the final grade? I'll do them three. Three. Okay. I'll give them the wide receiver. Grade. Okay. I won't do anybody lower than a three. I'll be nice. The wide okay. receivers are three. D lines three. And uh, so the then linebackers, we'll, uh, we'll do edges. And right? we'll, okay, because we're going to separate the edge and, edges, and linebackers edges, and D line. That's you'll have four to grade right now. As you take the edges, mm-hmm. right now there are three. Okay, right? They're 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 actually a replica, in my opinion, of the wide receivers. The two rooms that are looking at each other in the straight, in the mirror, a ton of numbers, 
nobody proven, ton of opportunity, and extraordinary amount of potential. Yeah. Now you have guys that that you know that they've got out of out of like the the portal that you expect that you know to do well that have played before, right? So when you're thinking about uh, you know just say the wide receiver room, um, you're thinking Billy Kemp. You know as long as he's you know he as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're thinking of. Well, I guess you can't say MJ Sherman. You know, he hasn't really done anything, but at least he has some tangible tape. But then you're wondering, oh, like, okay, um, Josh Fleeks, you know, he's got one year, right? He fits kind of like a little slot, kind of do it all thing. Then you're like, okay, well, here's where the, here's where this potential, and this is why you're at a three. But you got a ton of numbers in there. Chief Borders never played at Florida, right? Um, and then, you know, have MJ Sherman never really played at Georgia, right? Then you got Whalen, right, where he's a JUCO guy. Ton of potential. Is he a truly an edge, right? Or is he eventually going to be a D-line? But right now he's an edge. And then you're thinking about all the other edges with along with the, what you have on your roster, right? Um, you're thinking Dylan Rogers. That's a guy that people don't talk about. That's a guy that I envision as a freshman that's going to – coming from where – well, just looking at his tape and seeing him in person – Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. He's a le- I mean, he's my height, 6'2 and a half. He's definitely legit 235. And he plays football. For real. Um, and then you think of like an Eric Fields. Does he make a splash special teams, special specialty player? And maybe he helps at inside linebacker if he has a really good summer. If he can, if he's one ninety five. Do, do you want him inside? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. You want him inside? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh well, they play three linebackers. Well, we don't, we they, don't know what they're going to play because they don't know what they're going to play. According to their staff they, today, they don't know what this is. Well, I can tell you, they they're going to play three three five. So they're going to have three linebackers. I like his ability to run and hit. I like his ability to be extremely active and productive, and his closing speed is phenomenal. Now. If he gets up to 210, could he possibly play, you know, like a, you know, nickel linebacker and all that? For sure. So, but he's a freshman, you know, we, we you know, so, so they're, de- so the outside linebackers are three. I would say the inside linebackers, just as we're taking at present day, they're three also, but with the asterisks because you got two guys that have been extremely productive um, coming off injury. Okay. So, you know, the, the the whole team's the same. I think the only group that you feel somewhat comfortable at is uh, the running back room because Grant ended the season healthy and he, he was productive for the most part of the season. Is there is there a group that makes you more comfortable than any other group? Uh, I'd probably say the running back room or the, in the corners, in the corners. And I guess you could say the, the back four. And also, I, you know what else I put in the back four? I put that. I put the Javen Wrights, the the Gifford, and maybe the Applegates. I put those in there too as well. Okay. So, you, so you think Gifford, right? You seen you know a guy when he played last year, he's productive and 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 consistent, along with the 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 numbers at the safety position and the productivity that you have of the two corners. That though that they make me feel comfortable. 
along with the running back since I know what Grant can do. Mm-hmm. I liked what I saw to A.J. Allen. I know what you can get out of Ramirez, which kind of maybe might fit into, you know, rule scheme or a Satterfield scheme, right? And then you think of Gabe Irvin, you know, he's healthy. That's like a that's like a player and a half. Will they be able to 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 the whispers of fullback play around the program exist? Will they be able to get fullbacks? And how difficult is it to find fullbacks? To, to, it's not to, that hard. So you got to look. You got to make it appealing. You got to make it. A, you can. You can have a guy that's a thumper that could convert to a fullback. I know they got the guy out of Carney, but um, you know, you know, you, you can have Dylan, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I do. I know one specifically, like Dylan yeah. Meyer, that's trying to get a hold of them to be to get a chance to where he's a, he was obviously. I think he led the state in tackles. He's an all-time leading tackler at, at Norris. Um, but he was a really, really good H-back type of fullback type mm-hmm. of player as well. So he, and he has excellent hands, and he will not back down from contact. So they're out there. You just got to be able – you got to have your, your eyes open and your ears open to, you know, where they're at. Now, are they plentiful like they were in the 90s? No, because that's not the day of college football. But I think one thing that I – this is one thing I li- liked about Mark – like, well, South Carolina's offense, Marcus Satterfield. I don't really care who played – who called the plays. Mm-hmm. When I watched them – when he got hired um, was that I think he brought the guy from Tennessee with him. He was number 44 and he, and now he's, he's bigger than the, the UNK fullback, but he kind of played their fullback position where he, he could be a off the ball tight end. Cause he was tall. He was like six, four uh, about two fifty. but he could also be that fullback H back. He could catch out in the flat. Um, you know, he could catch some ball. He could he was a good athlete, but what he could do is, if they he he was the I, I like him because he was a cleanup man right so if there's any leakage in the, their deep play action you know uh, type of offense or it, they used to run like what I call level routes right you know one flat and then you're gonna get one mid and one deep right so that's a little bit sometimes can be a little bit you know slower development be, especially if you're bringing your mid level receiving or your mid level route from tight split from the backside of the formation he still has to run. But he's a guy that, that helped set the edge for, for Rattler because Rattler's barely six foot tall. So that they moved the pocket a little bit. But he set the edge good, right? So that means he was able to work with the offensive tackle. So if you can find somebody like that that can also be fullback down at the uh, you know the goal line, I think he could pay dividends uh, because they are a big part of the offense without the stats because they're doing things that don't show up in these rankings. Right, They show up. In the film room, hard to get stars right. just knocking people's heads off. They right. don't. They don't do that. I, uh, uh, I will say this for, for teams that aren't uber talented at the skill positions, and you're not the biggest, most massive at the line position. The best way to get better is to have a tenth blocker who can do work, and that's yeah. usually fullback. That helps you stay on the field in short yardage. It helps you carve the niche. It helps he helps you stay in games because he's he's, well, he's he's laying hats on 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 hitters. Well, and it's necessary. You know where you can get extremely physical faster mm. is on the edges in this day and age of college football, because there's more guys walking around. Um, I always call them bootleg power forwards, six four, mm-hmm. two twenty five. That can end up two forty five. That can catch the ball and can run. There's a ton of receivers now that, you know back. Back then, you know, seeing a six-two receiver is just like 
Like now it's right. not a thing. So yeah. now you can get guys out on the edge that can set the edge. And so if you want to try to incorporate short area passing game to be an influx in your running game and your physicality, you can do it faster out there while your offensive line is kind of, you know, coming along with it. And that's what, you know, whether South Carolina wants to admit it or not, that's where the, I think their their offense and their numbers change. They're big, fat. They're next level. Guy. I mean, they get they got some. Pro they guys. look they look like yeah. a, a top tier ES uh, SEC team on the outside. Yeah, and then you have two big tight ends. Well, what that does is that allow the guys that now they got a big old offensive line. They're not a f- fleet of foot. So what do you do? Encapsulate them. By being able to set the edge. Let them be good in their space. And move the pocket. Else. They have a quarterback that's vertically challenged as far as his height-wise. Mm-hmm. And then to get it out and get it to the hands of dudes that can, you know, get to the sideline, got speed to take it to the house, break tackles, run after the catch. Now all of a sudden, you know, you figured out how to play to your strengths of your personnel and your offensive scheme and and how you're going to use them. Then you start putting up big numbers. It's it's got to be fun to watch the progression. I, I it's February first. By the time we get to spring game, it starts. F- it starts right now, though, because it's yeah. the, that offensive line and that defensive line is is, is it's it, it's got to be on. So the two months between now and spring game is that enough time to change bodies enough to look the part, or it, or, or, enough, or is that a, an it, August proposition? It's a it's a you know eight month project, but you can tell if if you're dedicating yourself from. Just say middle of December, mm-hmm. right? The discretionary stuff, the stuff that's, you know, voluntary or involuntary, but, you know, you need to be there, right? Right. So from the middle of December all the way until middle of April, that's four or five, that's five months. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of change. Cool. I mean, if you, if you look the same as you did last year, that means you ain't been doing the work. Or maybe that, in the small chance that's – that's what they want you, but there, there's a chance to really make some improvements. Well, in, in but this months. is this is also why I think there'll be more changes to the roster because if folks don't change in the next two months, well, I don't know how much more change you. I mean, at at some point, right? At, like, if, if, I, I I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but we just got 41 dudes that just coming in this bad boy today. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I get it. There's another transfer, and world. they don't know how to get across campus, so yeah, let alone tra- get bigger. But there's only fast. 85 scholarships. There's not that many guys that you're going to be able to go get out of the portal. Now you might have five or six, but you can't keep. You can't go to another big overhaul. Then you're gonna mess around and have like 41. Say you get 14 more guys, you have 55 new dudes. You ain't got a chance in in not. You ain't got a snowball's chance to win next year. What's the ideal then? If you're at 41 and 55 is too high, what's well, the 30, ideal well, number? What's well, 39? Okay, I so, mean, because because bets and in, in, in IGC improve it. Adding thirty players gives you depth on both sides of the ball and on special teams. So that's usually the market, right? That if you have if you brought in somebody who could help you as an interior lineman, as an external, yeah. as as an I mean, edge, like you, uh, you brought in a receiver that can help you, uh, running back that can help you, a tight end that can help you a center that can help you, which you feel like you did, uh, another s- member of the secondary, wherever you need yeah, them. Yeah, you, you need to address the inside linebackers, probably D-line and offensive line, and after that you probably should be – you know, you could probably be done. Like, that's like four or five more. But that's already – okay. like I'm not worried about the numbers right now because guys are either going to get eliminated or eliminate, or eliminate themselves. I, I mean, that's why you, you really can't worry about it because, like I said, 
one of the 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 only advice I gave when somebody else came here before that was not listened to. I said, make this the hardest, the first one. Make this the most thorough, and no, like the you got to be supremely accountable on them, and it's got to be physically demanding. Because then it everything else sets up from there. Does somebody have to be sacrificed in order for them to no. set? Huh? No, this isn't. This like isn't, to say this, to somebody, yeah, hey, this listen, isn't. This isn't you, the Viking. <laughs> this isn't the Viking show on on on, uh, on the History Channel. You, you, we're, we're we're not we're not talking to Odin. Throw him here. off the boat. Yeah, we're not talking to the, the god up there, Odin. We ain't looking for that. This is going to handle itself. Okay, this is. Yeah, DP's up in here trying to <laughs> trying to go back. To, He's a Neanderthal. He's like trying to go medieval. Two know? men enter, one man right. leaves. That's yeah. <laughs> look, like, yeah, that's the old yeah, right. yeah, that's the old that's the coach of me because that listen, you if I got a job This isn't Bill Belichick in the playoffs okay. where you gotta get everybody's attention. Okay. They got everybody's attention right now. Okay. If, if 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 they don't have your attention right now and you're on the roster, it's trouble. Oh no! You might as well just go ahead and start getting it's ready because in due time, your time will be up, my brother. I, I just the, the the numbers are large still, and there's a lot of fluid numbers. But the numbers are large only because there was a lot of dead weight before. And we, yeah, I said it. If, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I said it. Like, uh, it send like, those letters, cards, and letters to Jay Foreman. Jay Foreman. <laughs> That's J A Y. That was not DP. That was man, not hey, Austin. Look, man, I went up to one, I, asked one, I asked one dude. I said, I said, man, you the punter? He said, I'm a linebacker. I said, man, let me get up out of here, man. I'm out here. I, I'm out here messing messing people's egos. Ah, hey, he went. Hey, he, he went. Yeah. Ma, some. Some man named Jay said I look like a punter. <laughs> I ain't know what's up, brother. Ain't no, he ain't have no deltoids, no he neck, no, no chest, nothing. He's just narrow. He's just narrow. Bro, <laughs> built like Chris Moore. Remember Chris Moore, the punter for Buffalo? I used to call him Wax Body. All he, all he had was two nipples and nothing else. He didn't have, have no body definition. You know what I'm saying? Like no pack. He, he, just, he didn't have he nothing. Didn't he no had pack two, at he all. He had two nipples and that's it. <laughs> But Chris Moore could punt that ball all the way to the moon, and you ain't have to worry about covering no punts. Because he was a blade, man. Yeah. That dude cut wind. That he, dude. <laughs> but he's 6'5", though. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, wore, and the best part about Chris Moore when he was a, he went on his on his plantlet, he wore a high top. See? Bro had the old school. He used to practice in the old school Converse black high tops that he wore in Alabama. Oh, man. That is so funny. We'll throw it to break. We're going to have some good talk. I ain't do no bench press. No gonna, look, you know, he said he's so skinny he didn't even spell his name right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. More old school. Go talk. Tom Brady. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.